Hello, everyone. I'm Emily Lavender, and this is the Forever Marriage Podcast. Forever Marriage at Lakewood exists to strengthen families by helping couples discover God's design for marriage. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Forever Marriage Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 12, and we are in the midst of our series called Finish Well. And in this episode, we are going to talk about what it looks like to have a focused life. So Scott and Dawn, here we are together. I'm not going to say welcome to the table. <laughs> you know that, we'll say, that What's up? cracks Scott up every time. <laughs> How's it going? It is good. I'm, I'm looking in at our notes, and we are about to finish finish oh, are we? yeah we okay. this is the last episode of finish for those who don't know if you're just jumping on we're in season three as em said of our finish well series and those who know me know i love acrostics and so we've been working through in this uh this season the acrostic finish well and so you can go back to the beginning episodes, but if you're just jumping on right here, let me just tell you what we've covered so far. So when we're talking about finish well, we've said this to this point. The F is we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. I is we're going to invite others into our life. N is we're going to nurture the habits of grace, which are commonly known as the spiritual disciplines in our personal life. The other I is we're going to invest in others. And in the last episode, we just talked about we're going to set up hedges of protection to guard our marriage. We're going to have a, a marriage policy and procedure manual, if you will. And then in this episode, as M said, we're going to focus on having a focused life. So you may ask, well, what does that mean to have a focused life? I, I would say to you this. You need to not only know the purpose of your life, you know, your purpose of life is to know, love, serve, and glorify God. I believe that's our purpose as children of God, as those who are called and redeemed. That's our purpose, the purpose of our life. But we also need to know the purpose for our life. And I believe each of us, not those who are just called to vocational ministry, I believe all of us are called with a special purpose that God has given us that only we can fulfill by his grace and mercy working in and through us. And I believe it's important to know with certainty what God has called you to. This is one thing that we we would say that each of us has a general calling, that general calling to salvation. Scripture repeats this over and over. Peter says in 1 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow about his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So we know from what Peter teaches there that God desires, he has a general calling of salvation to to all men. Pete, uh, Timothy, Paul says this in Timothy, 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4, he says, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And then Jesus himself said in Matthew eighteen fourteen, this is not the will, the, it is not the will of God, your Father, who is in heaven, that one of these little ones perish. God desires all men to be saved. That is, that is our Father's desire. That's not Scott saying 
this is God saying what he desires. And so we have that general calling of salvation on our lives, but we also have a specific calling on our lives. And that specific calling may transcend our occupation, and it often endures even beyond our careers. Uh, Luke records this about David, and this has just always fascinated me what Luke says about David. He says, for David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. And when I read that text in Acts thirteen thirty six, it just says to me, David finished well. He knew his general calling, but also he knew his specific calling, and he carried that on until the end of life. And I believe that is, I believe, you can differ with me, but I believe each of us has a specific calling that God has on us, and it is our calling that follows us to the end of life. I I can see what you're saying. I might challenge it just yeah, a little bit in that, in that I do think that sometimes our life stage determines kind of what our focus, the focus of our calling is going to be. Because I do think, I do think the general calling, but I also looked at my specific calling when my kids were little. Yeah. It, you know, really my calling looked more like, um, being there with them the most, you know what I mean? Spending most of my time there with them the most. That, that for me was, um, very much the, the call of the day and the moment and the season that I was in. I don't feel that now. You know, I know that that, that has eased off. My children are grown, but I have more in this season of life of a more of a folk, more of a call to be intentional with my grandchildren. Um, so I think that callings or priorities, high priorities that I feel like are stirrings from God. Yeah. Not just things that I choose to prioritize, but really what God is asking me to prioritize can be seasonal in nature and can change over the course of your life. Well, as I'm listening to you, I mean, to some degree, what you're describing is God has a specific calling on you to be a life giver. And you were a life giver initially, first and foremost, with our own children. You have done that now with our grandchildren, but you've fulfilled that too in our ministry here at Lakewood with couples and the ladies that you work with as well. So life giving. So I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I, I do think it changes. It takes on, uh, new dynamics, you know, as, as we were teaching with our college and young adults this week. I mean, I could see now in the latter stages of our ministry, how our calling is going to probably take a different shape. Not that we're called to college and young adult ministry, but with this new generation, the tail end of millennials and the front end of the Gen Z, how it's going to probably have a different shape and focus to it than what we've been doing over the past 10 to 15 years. Yeah. And I guess maybe, uh, you know, if those of you are listening, if you're struggling just with that word calling, because I do kind of feel like that sounds like a ministry term and maybe, maybe it is, you know, but I would say just the things that you feel like God is pressing you to prioritize, Mm -hmm. uh, in your life and, 
again, not just the things that you want to pro- you want to prioritize, but maybe what is God challenging you on in this season of your life to think about bringing to the front burner now to sort of put your focus on for that for that for this season of your life. Yeah, and we always encourage couples. This is something. Cause we're, this is forever marriage podcast. So we're talking about this in the context of marriage is hopefully, hopefully every couple has a calling that they have a sense, uh, that they're called to, uh, together. And as Dawn said, I don't want you to get hung up on that word calling. It's just the language that we use within the church, but it, I, I believe it, it, uh, supersedes just the church. I believe Every one of us has this, uh, this giftedness, this calling, this, uh, it's, it's really what Dawn was alluding to, this, this passion that has been placed upon our heart. Um, and it looks different for every couple. Sometimes it's done within the church. Sometimes it's done within the community. Um, we've seen it with people in the organ organizations with foster care and adoption and things like that. It's going to always look different, but, uh, just want to ask you this. Do you know God's specific calling and purpose for your life? For us specifically, I like acrostics. I like alliteration. Years ago, 20-something years ago, as I just began viewing my and Dawn's uh, ministry and what God had put on our heart, I knew it was around couples. I knew it was around helping couples connect in community. It obviously came out through our counseling, premaritally and maritally, and it came out in conference ministry. And that's just what we have been doing for the past two decades or more. But that is us. And I'm not saying that every calling has to be a vocational calling. I, I, you, every one of us has a vocation. Uh, and I believe all of us are called. This goes into what the doctrine we call the priesthood of the believer. I believe we are all ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dawn and I and Emily and Benji just minister the gospel of Jesus Christ through the local church. Some of you listening are going to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ through your vocation as a physical therapist, as a nurse, as a doctor, as a teacher, as an accountant, as a lawyer. It does not matter. God has us in all of our specific places with a specific calling to do a specific work that he can only do specifically in and through us. Do y'all push back on that? No. (laughs) Okay. That's good. (laughs) All right. So why is it important that we know God's specific calling and purpose in our lives? I believe it's important because it gives us a direction for life. It gives us a purpose. As we seek the Lord's guidance in understanding our personal and specific calling, we move beyond the level of mere task accomplishment to the level of purposeful ministry and mission for which we were created and called. So in other words, rather than just going through the motions of day-to-day living, when we begin to fine tune the things that we're passionate about, the things that we're gifted at. And we talked about this in, in when we looked at shape, this is comes in episode 10. So if you want to go back to that, to kind of uh, filter through that a little bit more to get some 
more teeth, if you will, to uh, this this idea of calling. But when we when we have the guidance of the Lord in our lives, what it does for us, guys, it gives us clarity to our purpose, and then from that clarity, we have a greater constancy in our purpose. Clarity just helps us know when I'm getting up today, this is what I'm going to be about. Doesn't mean that I don't flex and go with what the the schedule may bring or what the Lord may bring my way, but I get up every day with a specific knowledge. This is what God has called me to do, and as I said earlier, that that looks different for all of us. Let me give you a for instance. We had some good friends, uh, Gene and Linda Joe Powell. Gene and Linda Joe Powell. We've talked about them in previous episodes were mentors in ministry to us uh, for the past, oh gosh, probably 20 years close to. I've lost track of time. But they served with the Navigators ministry uh, for 58 years. And they had a clarity about them, a knowing God's plan and purpose for their lives. Um, and here's the thing that was very interesting to me about Gene and Linda Joe. They had a specific calling and and it came out specifically through discipling one to one gene with men linda joe with women and that that is what they they felt called to do and in so doing often as they were here with us at lakewood over the past years um when i would approach them uh especially gene in certain things that i within the discipleship ministry of lakewood I, I would always approach him about a group process or something that I was thinking about him being a part of. And he was very comfortable telling me, no, I, I can't do that. And it wasn't that he was just being an obstinate cuss. It was just that he would, he just knew specifically the calling that God had called him to and it allowed him to grow his no. Now, let me just tell you this. If you don't know what you're called to specifically to uh, fulfill the purpose for which God has called you, you're going to say yes to a bunch of stuff, and you're going to have a lot of movement. You're going to have a lot of motion, but I would say you may not have a lot of meaning in life. When we know specifically our calling, it gives us movement and motion with meaning, with purpose. And that's really what we're trying to get to here. Um, it's interesting to me how Paul in Philippians 3, 13, he, he references as he's going through kind of his, his specific calling, he says it this way, this one thing I do. And I've just, that's always intrigued me because Paul didn't say these 10 things I'm dabbling in or these 25 things I do with me mediocrity. In other words, Paul was living a centrally focused life. He knew his calling was to know Jesus and to make him known. And he, that's what he did with the latter part of his life is that central thing, this one thing. And so whatever that is, I just want you to be thinking about what is my calling? What has God purposed me for? What is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose for my life? To live with a clarity and a constancy of purpose, you will have to eliminate the, the unnecessary.
There was um, a little booklet I read years ago. I think it's by a guy named Charles Hummel. It's a little pamphlet, really. It's called The uh, Tyranny of the Urgent. And we'll put this in our show notes. It's just a little pamphlet. I don't even know if it's still in print. But he talked about the tyranny of the urgent. Of And large part of his premise was basically this, that in our day-to-day life, there's all of these urgent things that come to us in our lives today. It might be social media, uh, things that come through on our phone or our devices, emails that come in, text messages, phone calls, unexpected knocks on the door, whatever it might be. Um, those, those are often the urgent things. But then we have the important things, and that's what we we talk about in all of these podcasts, the focus on our relationships, growing and developing our relationships. And here's what what we have to work on, is if we don't know what God has called us to specifically to achieve on a day-to-day basis— that we do it with consistency, that we do it with constancy, that we do it with clarity over time, day after day after day. We're going to say a yes to a lot of unnecessary things. So as we close this episode, I just want you to ask, I want you to begin thinking, am I saying yes to a lot of unnecessary things. And by me saying yes to a lot of unnecessary things, I'm inadvertently saying no to some of the most necessary things. And this reminded me of Bob Buford's book, Halftime. Um, For those of you who are listening to us who, you know, you've, you've kind of been, you've been moving through your building years. You've sort of built a successful, you know, career and kind of got that up and going and are really moving into sort of second half of life living this book, Halftime, is about, um, you know, having an impact now and an influence um, beyond yourself. It's a great read just to pick up and kind of be thinking about this very topic that Scott's talking about, about purposeful living. And if you've not really ever given it thought, um, that's a great resource as well to pick up and kind of think about, you know, what's going to draw me at this stage of my life to impactful living? Am I just living to impact my own self to enjoy the fruits of my own labor? Or do I want to be significant in impacting the life of others and in impacting the kingdom? So a great resource. Whether it be Bob Buford, whether it be Charles Hummel, whether it be Jenny, Linda Joe Powell, all people that finished well, uh, what we know as we're observing those in our concentric circles, people who have finished well, one of the things we have observed is that they have a very focused life. Um, I'm not going to say you, you can't enjoy life without having focus. I'm just saying that life will be more enjoyable with focus. So here's the question I want to ask you. Is there anything or anyone in your life that's requiring an inordinate amount of time and energy that's not necessary? Is there anything in your life or anyone in your life that's requiring an inordinate amount of time and energy that's not necessary? I was having a conversation with a fellow recently does a lot of civic uh, serving here locally, and he's a great guy, serves on a lot of boards. He and his wife are attempting to have 
children. They don't have any children yet. But as he and I were processing recently, one of the things that I know is I didn't say anything to him because I could tell he was already in this quandary of, I know I'm going to have to start saying no to some of the commitments that I presently have because I'm about to take on even more important commitments of being a father. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm with you, bro. That's exactly right. So if you are saying yes to some unnecessary things, um, what do you need to do about it? Maybe if you're on a board of an organization, that's a very purposeful, very good thing, but it's not your best yes, or as Dawn's alluded to, maybe God's taking you into a new season, and it's time to say no to that thing so that you can say yes to a better thing. That's all we're saying, because we want to be like David. We want to serve the purpose of God in our own generation until we fall asleep, because this is what we believe, guys. Until the day we die, we are not finished. So, Father, I pray for our friends who are listening. I pray, Lord, if you're stirring in something in them, uh, maybe it's a new initiative, maybe it's a new season, as Dawn's alluded to, a new season of life where they may have to begin saying no to some specific things so they could say yes to even greater, more important things. Not that what they were doing previously was not great or important, but it's a new season. So I just pray that you would give them, the couples especially, Lord, as they're listening uh, and processing, help them to be on the same page of what to say yes to, what to say no to, knowing that you have a purpose for the two of them to fulfill that you can only do in and through them. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to add two things because I had two thoughts that came. Go, Em. So one can be a fun rhythm for couples to do this like annually to have this conversation of, okay, what's our focus? What's our calling? And just kind of reevaluate. How do we do last year? Where are we going this mm-hmm. year? So that's a fun rhythm to do that we've, that's good. we've done. Another thing, we have some really good friends who um, – and this is more for their family, but kind of like, this is what we're going to live by. And I can't remember what the five things are, but it's like, you know, have fun together, um, be others oriented. They had five different things, but they made this little like picture thing that they have hung up in their wall to kind of always keep it before them. It's that kind this of like is, a family mantra. Yeah, mantra. Yeah. These mm-hmm. are our values. This mm-hmm. is what we thought the Lord is Core calling values. us to do. Yeah, so awesome. I just thought that was really helpful and a visual thing to have in your home as a family yeah. so anyway that's good good, good episode that's good. Great. good good content here um and stay tuned we'll be back with another episode